The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. Sunday marks the 25th anniversary of Bertie Ahern becoming the state's 11th Taoiseach. And to look back on that time in his tenure, we are joined by the former Taoiseach. Eir uh, Taoiseach, hard to believe it's a quarter of a century ago, a very different Ireland. What are your recollections of that day? Perfect. Now, Sunday marks the 25th anniversary of Bertie Ahern becoming this state's 11th Taoiseach. And to look back on that time and his tenure, we are joined by the former Taoiseach. Eir uh, Taoiseach, thanks for talking to us. Hard to believe it's a quarter of a century ago, a very different Ireland. What, what are your recollections of, of that day? Well, I suppose you look back 25 years and, you know, I was almost Taoiseach a few years before that, 1994. So, um, I'd spent two and a half years preparing for the job. So I think that day, you know, it was a good day for the, for the family and friends and supporters. And, uh, but I was anxious to get on with the, the job. I mean, we had set out, I suppose, as everybody does in politics, we'd set out a pretty ambitious program, um, in our years in opposition. So we were just keen to, uh, to get on and it, it was summertime. So we were, anxious to get into the, into, into the work. And my first job was to try and restore the ceasefires in the north. Um, and I think that very day, there was a few police officers shot in the north. So uh, that wasn't a great start. So yeah. uh, we, we, you know, I think that they were the, that was the early agenda, the first weeks. Sure. And, and I do want to come back to the, the, the peace process in, in a moment. Just, just briefly on, on that election, because I, I remember that election pretty well. The, the outgoing rainbow government of the day probably should have won it, uh, the election, would have fancied their chances of winning it, but didn't. Did did they blow it or was it more about, I mean, you you fought a really good campaign or, or was it a bit of both, do you think? No, I, I, I think, you know, I was always keen on summer elections and no secret about that. All my elections were summertime. Um, they could have dragged on uh, in, into the wintertime. Uh, they stuck very closely together, Dick Spring, um, Prunches de Rossa and, and of course the the outgoing Taoiseach, John Bruton. And, but we had built up, I think, a very, you know, strong implementation plan of policy documents. We probably had, you know, 30 plus policy documents. We had fairly rehearsed them well. We had, you know, been up and down the country. I had been all over the country umpteen times. I think I drove a few hundred thousand miles around the country in the two and a half years. So, you know, I think we we were well organized and Fianna Fáil at that stage had almost 3,000 Cummins. You know, we had 60,000, 70,000 members. So, you know, it's a, it's a different ball game to, to the one that exists now. Okay, all right. Uh, there's no doubt you, you did fight a really good uh, election campaign. I do remember that. You were Taoiseach for almost 11 years, just shy of 11 years. I think it's second only. I think I'm right in saying second only to Eamon de Valera in terms of longevity in the job. Your proudest achievement in that time, was it the, the Good Friday Agreement? Yeah, I think so. But, you know, there's a lot talked about the Good Friday Agreement, but there were other things that I was very proud of. I suppose we did three social partnership agreements, the Program for Prosperity and Fairness, Sustaining Progress. And we also did a program, a 10-year program towards 2016, which by and large, you know, helped to set the finances. Like when we finished up, there was a very low debt-GDP ratio. Uh, the coppers were in a very strong position, which allowed for dealing with the problems afterwards. But I suppose the thing that I got a huge amount of satisfaction from uh, was the Cabinet Committee on Infrastructure. I chaired that every Thursday for 11 years. Uh, that was the pro, the, 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 we pulled together 
uh, building the whole um, intercity rail upgrades, Transport 21, um, the road structure around the country, uh, the Dublin-Cork, Dublin-Galway, Dublin-Limerick, Waterbridge routes, um, modernising um, our, our, you know, our whole um, transport system, uh, bringing in Lewis, uh, the Port Tunnel, which took 30,000 trucks off the streets of Dublin every day. And, and, and these were these were all very practical things that affected people who were driving around today, driving all around the country. And up until that time, we weren't able to do big projects. We had to do a whole stream of things so that if you were building a road to Dublin to Cork, you hadn't got to deal with every local authority. And that set up the the, the Transport Authority, the National Transport Authority. And then afterwards, we set up the Dublin Transport Authority, which got Lewis and that going. So I think they were things that... I, I see every day and people see every day as they go around the country. Mm. Um, and I suppose the other thing that I got a lot of satisfaction around, which is uh, the Science Foundation Ireland, because um, that was what brought us, you know, in Ireland bringing in, we got the idea, to be honest, it wasn't my idea. We got the idea of one of the big multinationals in Silicon Valley that if we set up the hubs for an international, the European headquarters, that we would get a huge amount of, the top companies coming in here and if we give it a tax credit for that and that's it has proved to be a spectacular success that's why we have all the the you know the big tech, tech companies here and you know it was an idea as i said we we, we got at a, at a meeting that we were at in in silicon valley we implemented it and it, it's proved to be enormous success in the country a lot of good things during that time. No, no question about that. There, there is a critique of your of your tenure in office that that I might put to you, and the critique goes along this lines: that your first term in office was very good, and and even up to two thousand and four. But after two thousand and four, and that the the poor local election uh, result, um, that. The, the criticism would be that you, you, your government, particularly when Brian Cowan came in as finance minister, kind of let rip with spending and maybe sowed the seeds for leaving the state finances unprepared when the global crash happened. Yeah, I, I suppose, listen, when you look back in these things and if, if you had seen the global crash coming, um, you probably would have, even though our debt GDP ratio was only something like 15% um, the day I left in, in May 2008. So it was very low, but there was, there was nonstop pressure uh, for us to spend money. And the, the only thing that all politicians agreed with in the country at that stage was to spend more. And like I spent hours every week in the doll, you know, trying to temper that. Um, people wanted to do things quicker. They wanted um, more public transport. They wanted, you know, we we did the M50. We widened it, but we you know, we got rid of the tolls on it. But people wanted more and more and more. And I suppose, you know, in in some ways, we we went along with a, a, a lot of that. If you knew what was coming, um, you would not have done that. But on the other side of it, you know, we built a half a million houses. Where would we be today if we didn't build those houses? I know there was criticism afterwards about it. Um, but nobody talks about ghosts in the States now. Every, every house in the place is, is full. And the sad thing was that afterwards the people went from building 80,000, which was too many because we wanted to get it back to about 50. But then they went back to 10,000, which in my view was a mistake. We should have kept building at lower levels, admittedly. But um, we created the problem afterwards by building too few. 
Um, can, can I ask you just about the, the Mahan Tribunal? Look, we know what it, it said, we know what it reported, we know that you strongly rejected it, its assertion that you, you, you didn't tell the truth about the money going through your accounts in the 1990s. Can I ask you more though about how, a decade on from that report, how, how do you how do you feel about that report? Are you at peace with it? Do you feel it's, or do you feel it has tainted your, your, your legacy? Well, it's not so much that it, it tainted. I thought it was very unfair. I mean, the subject matter of the tribunal had nothing to do with me, uh, nothing to do with me, whatever, and um, that there were developers that were up to whatever they were up there. Maybe they were up to nothing because and I, I know all these people uh, are very touched about legal matters. But anyway, whatever it was, it, none of those issues had anything to do with me. Uh, and then I was subjected to a 35-year trial through everything that I ever did. Uh, and then because I couldn't remember or prove every little detail of it, um, I, I got a tough time from them. But, you know, so so so, so be it. Um, I was trying to do the day job. I didn't have either the resources or the capacity. Uh, and even though I was... You know, time and time again, I was told that I should challenge it in the courts, but I didn't think that was a good idea because of who I was at the time. So, so my my view of it that it was totally unfair, totally unreasonable, totally unjust, uh, uh, and it it never should have went after me. That, that's my view. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, your relationship now with with Mihol Martin with with uh, Fianna Fáil. Are, are are you are you a member of of Fianna Fáil at the moment? No, no I'm not. Uh, no, I'm not. And do you have a, a relationship with with Michal Martin? I know I, I talk I talked to Michal Martin last week on the phone. Uh, I talked this week. I think to probably three ministers at least this week. Uh, I'm in touch with them regularly on different issues, um, mainly Brexit related, mainly Northern Ireland. I still, you know, I'm very active in Northern Ireland and involved in Queen's University, involved in Manute University, um, I, you know, and involved internationally on a good few few projects. So I keep in in, in touch with them and very, you know, I keep in touch with foreign affairs because I've been involved with the Basque country and mm. Papua New Guinea. So you know, I I am in. Touch with government ministers a lot. Uh, do you miss politics? Um, no, I'm involved in so many things. I, I don't. I don't miss it. I mean, if you ask me, do I watch? You know, Dahl report now. I don't think uh, I've watched Dahl report in years. Uh, do I listen to some of the politics programs? Do I listen to your news programs? The, the answer is yes. Um, I, I, I do keep uh, across things. I stayed up till all hours in the morning watching the British by elections. Um, last night, so you know, I, I I keep a keen eye on politics, but I don't I don't miss the day today. I don't miss working ninety hours a week. No, I'm sure uh, the presidency is it something you'd consider? You're only the same age now as um, Michael D was when when he ran for president successfully. Uh, you know, my answer to that, Shane, is there's no vacancy. So, uh, but there will no, be. There will be in what there will uh, be in three, three years, three time years, or something, three yeah? years. I mean, my main priority for the next three years is to stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, y- you, you mentioned the North and the and the peace process, and 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 uh, your 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 record at the Good Friday Agreement is something that that can never be taken away from you. Uh, do you still believe United Ireland is is a, is a prospect by the end of this decade? Um, I, I think that's getting more difficult all the time, Shane. I, I, I my my view on, on on a border poll or a referendum is two things have to happen. You have to have sustainable 
you know, consistent, well-running institutions in the north. And we haven't had that for several years. And at the moment, it's worse than it's been for, 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 for a decade. So that's number one. Uh, and the second thing is the preparatory work needs to be done. And in my view, there's very little preparatory work done. Um, you know, how would you integrate the Gardaí, Khan and PSNI? How would you integrate the courts? How would you integrate uh, the public service institutions? Um, you know, I think all these things are doable. I think they are doable, but it has to be planned. And you can't have a referendum putting to the people a concept. You have to put together um, the Scottish people made that mistake. They they had 80% of the work done, but they hadn't got 100 And you can't say to people, will you vote for United Ireland and we'll work it out all on the, uh, afterwards. Um, and if you if you put that question to the people, you, you and I know what they'll do, Shane. They'll just say no. Yeah. So we're, we're a long way. We're now going into 2003 in a few months' time and six months' time. And, you know, none of this work is done. So I'm afraid, you know, I, I think there will be a border poll eventually. But you know, we're a long way off having the work done and, and to be ready for it. A lot of water under the bridge since um, June uh, tw- uh, 1997 as well. Uh, I had black hair in those days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd less grey hair myself. Um, Irti Sirk Bertie Hearn, thank you indeed for talking to us this morning. Thank you, Shane. The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.